Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Headlong Into... Actually, no, this isn't just another episode. This is kind of a bonus special episode, isn't that right? Yes, it is a special episode, because I'm back. That's right. <laughs> anyway, this is a special bonus episode of Headlong Into Monsters, the ADHD of horror movie podcasts. We are the gruesome twosome, and I am Raul the Monster Slayer, coming at you from beautiful Tooele, Utah. And with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host from down in Arkansas way, Barely Ashley. Ashley, how are you doing today? <clears throat> I'm doing good today doing a lot better than the other day i think it was like a week ago when we recorded that podcast mm -hmm. and i had to leave <laughs> and i just passed out for like seven straight hours yeah you were i'm saying this as nice as possible but you looked like shit <laughs> <laughs> i was not feeling good that day my sugar was super high and even though, like, I've been cutting out all the stuff I love to eat, like, it was still really high. I don't know why it's doing that. I don't know, man, but I'm just glad that you're back, that you're doing okay, and uh, I hope you still had a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, Christmas was good. I actually did good over Christmas. I did have some sweets, though. Oh, how dare you. I know. <laughs> I've been paying for it, too. Well, I'm just glad you're back and that you're doing better because we really missed you on that episode. It, it was <clears throat> it was like the first uh, non-full episode that, we, that we've done ever since you've joined the podcast, and it, it broke my soul. I know. And, like, Brian thought I was, like, mad at him or something. I was like, no, my diabetes is mad at me. So yeah, Brian, Brian thought you hated him so much that you just left. I thought you left because you didn't want to sing uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I did not forget about that either. I was like, oh, we were supposed to sing. <laughs> now we can't. I mean, we can still sing. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Does it have to be that song? At least Corpse and I... Corpse, Brian, and I all bonded over our mutual understanding that Terminator is a slasher movie. So that was fun. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> it has some elements because I guess they decided, like, hey, that's a winning formula for the 80s. So let's take the formula of a slasher, but make a sci-fi movie instead. So a sci-fi slasher? Not really, because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have the heart of a slasher or the intent of the slasher. Like, the whole th the premise was not a slasher premise. I don't know. I thought the... Um, Ashley, we're, we are going to fight about this until one of us is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, like... The premise is they need to go back in the past to save the future. I don't understand that that's not this is not the heart of a slasher. Well, the premise could also be construed as a um one woman's fight for survival against an unstoppable killing machine, which is definitely the heart of a slasher. But that was just an that was part of it, but that wasn't what the movie was about. <laughs> but also like it's never just one woman 
against the unstoppable force. Like, it's a group of people, whether it be a town of people or a camp of people. It's never like they're going after one person unless you later on do the whole Halloween thing where you think that he's always after Lori. I was just about to say that. that was also not the intent of those, the original film. Well, that may not be the intent, but are they not still slashers? I don't know. Like, once you get past part two, they really don't feel slashery to me. Oh. (laughs) I mean, I guess technically they are, but I don't know. They start getting weird with the satanic stuff like the druid stuff man that's an art that that is a topic for another day so you're saying you're saying that after part two the halloween franchise stops being a slasher movie i didn't say it stopped being a slasher it just felt different like it didn't feel like every last one of the jason movies aside from like jason x to me and jason goes to hell Like, they all kept, like, the formula in place. But I feel like after part two, of course, part three did not keep the formula in place. And then they tried to jump in again. And maybe part four did. But then you start introducing, like, that weird element to it where he's actually, like, part of this druid cult. And then it just kind of gets weird. I guess that's fair. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I like them. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I love them too, but I honestly don't know what to say to that because that was not what I expected to hear. <laughs> <laughs> my whole my whole argument was based off of like comparing this to especially the later Michael Myers movies, and then with guns and whatnot. But you're like, no, nah, fuck those movies too, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. But I'll just go back to the intent. Were they intended to be a slasher? Yes. So therefore, they probably are. This movie was not intended that way. They just wanted to steal the formula because it brings people in. They stole the formula, and they didn't execute it. When you say they didn't execute it do you mean they didn't execute it as a slasher or as a good movie because if it's as, as a, a slasher good mo- oh, okay i right. like the movie <laughs> like i'm not arguing about the merits of whether that's a good movie or not because i do like it i just don't like it's not going to be like if i'm categorizing my movies on a shelf by genre or subgenre, it's not going in the slasher pile I guess that's fair. I see. I don't even classify my movies throughout through genre. I just go alphabetical order every single movie that I own. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, like, let's see. What's one of the strangest things I have next to each other? Um, like, I have Secret Life of Pets, like two movies down from a Serbian film. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have mine categorized by genre and subgenre. Yeah, I don't I don't have the I, I don't have the organizational skills to do that because at one point I'm gonna be like, Well shoot, did I did I put Resident Evil under action or did I put it under horror? Action. See, that's why just alphabetical order, man. <laughs> I don't anyway. see those horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, on this podcast, we talk, we haven't even finished the intro. Just so <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. I know, I know. On this podcast, we talk about horror movies and horror happenings. This is a spoiler podcast, and with that in mind, we do not cover movies within a year of their release. Hopefully that gives you listeners time to catch up with and watch the movie before we spoil the ever-living crap out of them. Anything older than a year is fair game. Uh, So settle in, bundle up, and join us as we dive headlong into monsters. However, There will be no bundling up here. No? It's like 80 degrees outside. It's like 24 degrees here, and like I, we got snow last night, and I'm supposed to be on vacation, but I got called into work to remove three inches of snow, and I'm like, that's bullshit, because three inches of snow ain't nothing. Here, that would shut our whole state down. <laughs> that's awful. Yep. That's that's awful. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's, yep. The whole state would be closed for business. No, that three inches of snow ain't ain't nothing. No, but I was so mad when I got called into work because I'm like, I'm supposed to be on vacation. It only took me like three hours to clear the entire campus of snow. And then I just went home. It's like, this is my vacation, asshole. Yeah, pretty much. Dare you. And he he was going to come in too, and it, it, but he's sick. And I'm like, don't don't come in. Don't get your germs all over me. Stay the hell home. <laughs> exactly. What the hell are you going to do over here? Get me sick? Get you F sick right and ruin the noise. rest of your vacation. Yeah, I don't care if you're sick on vacation. That's not my vacation. Don't get me sick. Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so this is a, technically episode 13. I don't know if I'm going to title <laughs> this episode 13 or just bonus episode. Bonus. 12.5. 12.5. That's 12 right. 12 I don't know. What? I don't know. 12B side. 12B side. Okay. <laughs> And uh, a lot, this is the the end of the year. This is the last episode, maybe the last episode of the year, or the first episode of 2022. Uh, so, I guess depending on when you're hearing this, a lot of people are doing, you know, best of lists. And we decided to do a top ten list also. But considering Ashley is vehemently opposed to watching new movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't cover things that are new. That's true. I mean, it would kind of go against our rules to even do that, wouldn't it? Yeah. So. And I'm fine with that. I do not care <laughs> about anything that's new. I'll wait till I get some dust on it. That's right, man. Make it vintage. Give me some <laughs> old Crystal Pepsi. Yes. <laughs> that sounds so delicious. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so we're not going to do a top 10 list of 2021 movies. Instead, what we are going to do is a top 10 favorite movie, favorite horror movies of all time. So both Ashley and I got our top 10 horror movies of all time, and we are going to be sharing that. We also have some honorable mentions. Uh, Did you want to do five honorable mentions or just (laughs) another top 10 honorable mentions? Let me see what I got here. Because I got I got a top ten I can do honorable 10. mentions. Okay. I can do ten, but not in order. Oh, that's fine. I I I ordered all of mine, so it's gonna be fantastic. So this episode is a little different. In fact, this is our first episode, Ashley, where you and I have not had a guest to uh 
you know, talk with. It's just the two of us. It's just us. Just wanted, the two of us. Yes. <laughs> wanted to try this out to see if it was okay. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe we need a buffer. Oh, God. I've <laughs> <laughs> well, got one right here. He just won't get on mic. I know. Lazy son of a bitch. Yep. I don't know. At this point, I don't know if he's flipping you off or me off. Me. So because this episode is a little different and is going to probably going to be formatted a little weird, which is honestly kind of nice that I didn't have to watch like three movies to do this episode. Yes. I didn't even rewatch any of these. <laughs> me either. It has been a little crazy with Christmas and everything, so... Well, I rewatched some of these recently, but I didn't specifically rewatch any of these for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think I've seen the top seven, eight, nine, ten. I've seen the I've seen I've seen all my top ten movies this year in one way, shape, or form. Cool. (laughs) I mean I have two, but if if I didn't watch them, that would be sad because I love them so much. That's right. And I think I think we're poss- like for for movies on on our own list, I don't think we're going to rate them because at least at least on my list, it's safe to say that all of these movies are 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For me. Yeah, but if if the other person, like if if you if if there's a movie on your list that I know about or whatever like I'm, I'm, I mean, I might want to throw in like a rating or something. Okay. <laughs> if you want to fight about it, then let's go ahead. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so considering it's been, we only recorded the last episode a week ago. I think we're just going to forego the whole horror happenings and going on, goings on. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this noise and, and just jump straight into the list How's that sound, Ashley? I'm ready Alright um, So we're just gonna go Do you have your top ten in order? Yeah, I do Okay. I, I numbered those But the honorable mentions I can't really Because they could Honestly be on my top ten at any point in time yeah, that's the weird part about it is, um, like the my my top ten, like my five are pretty much set in stone, but the bottom five can like there's a rotating door in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much my top three are set in stone, and then from there it's oh interchangeable. Sorry. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's jump right into this, starting with number ten. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go. All right. So number ten for me is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. And I wrote in a blog post in 2019: the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was horrifying to me growing up. There was so much screaming. Every kill was basically left to the imagination. It was relentless and gruesome, and I love it. I also enjoy two and three of the franchise, and we know that part four is unwatchable. (laughs) I still have not seen it. I I want to. (laughs) You're going to just, you have to see it just to see it. (laughs) 
Judgment. That is my number 10. And that's a sweet movie. I mean, we covered that on uh, not too long ago with Dave Dr. Shock Becker, and yes. I love that movie. I don't know like what you can really say about it other than it's just iconic. Yeah, it's a perfect movie. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's visceral, it's imaginative, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. My gosh, solid number 10. Terrifying. Uh, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so my number 10 is The Amityville Horror, 1979. Uh, Interesting starring- choice. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Starring uh, James Brolin as uh, George Lutz and Margot Kidder as Kathy Lutz. Um, it's the story of the Amityville Horror House. Um, I cannot. Is it Jersey? Is it New? It's in New York. <laughs> but uh, you know, the family moves into this new house and they start having some spooky shit happen, and. Uh, you know, things take a dark turn from there, but I, I, this movie is so good. It's such a comfort movie for me. It's one of the best haunted house movies, mm-hmm. like, in existence, in my opinion. It's so damn good. Plus, you get George James Brolin being so damn sexy with his shirt off, and Margot Kidder yep. doing erotic stretches in front of a full mirror, and I'm like, I'm here for both of that. <laughs> I like that movie. I really need to revisit that movie. It was one, like, it, during my childhood, my mom played a lot. Yeah. I would if probably it, rate so... that seven and a half out of ten. <laughs> oh, man, that's so low. <laughs> that's not low. <laughs> we, we are going to fight about this, aren't we? Actually? That is not low. It's not one of my favorite of the genre, of that subgenre. You know what's I funny though? I have is, to go The Omen. Oh, I love The Omen, but The, the Omen's not a haunted house. Gregory movie, it's a, Peck. <laughs> it's still a possession movie. I, I mean, my son, so Dominic's name is very close to Damien. In fact, I almost named him Damien. But periodically, oh. I'll, I'll still say, it's all for you, Dominic. <laughs> That's awesome. Gregory Peck is a babe. Mm-hmm. And I love in, him. In, in the in this in the most random things, like if we're eating breakfast and he's like, uh, there's only a one more slice of bacon left, and he's like, Is anyone gonna eat that bacon? I'll be like, It's all for you, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, My dad is fucking weird. <clears throat> oh, he knows that. <laughs> yeah, that so that's so my funny. number ten, baby. Okay. I support that. I was kind of shocked by that. I don't know why. Yeah, I love it. And honestly, I really enjoy number two also. Like, if I'm sick or just in a bad mood, I'll put on either one or two on. But I have to go with number one as my favorite. Yeah. I like the one, what's it, Amityville Just in Time or something? It's about time. It's about time, yeah. What's that guy's name? He was in Graveyard Shift. Is that Andrew Divoff? You know, I don't know, but um, so Ash from Kill the Dead and Rise from the Dead podcasts, um, she recently did. She recently covered that movie on Rise from the Dead, and it's a great Really? Episode. Yeah. I'll have to listen. I really 
like that one. Me too, For some man. reason. I don't know. That okay. one gets a lot of flack, but I like it. Fantastic. Number 10. <laughs> so, so, Ashley, what is your number nine? Number nine. I'm just going to read a portion of the beginning of this and see if you know what it is. Okay? I can't say it as good as this person. It's not going to sound good at all with my voice. But here we go. There's a legend around here. A killer buried, but not dead. A curse on Crystal Lake. A death curse. A Jason Voorhees curse. They say he died as a boy, but he keeps coming back. Few have seen him and lived. Some have even tried to stop him. No one can. People forget he's down there waiting. Which entry is that? It's um is that number four? No. Number seven, Jason versus Carrie. Oh my god. Or aka Friday the thirteenth, part seven, the new blood is my number nine. Really? That's your number of all the Jason movies, that's your number nine? <laughs> that's my number nine. I love this movie. And I love the opening sequence. I love <laughs> I think that she's one of the most badass final girls ever. I mean, she puts Jason through hell. Yeah. So, I really, really, really like this one. And I love that opening sequence. Like, I could watch that over and over again. Just, like, the tone of his voice. I think they said it's the guy who played Crazy Ralph in the original. That's him doing the voiceover. Is it? Some trivia for you. Yeah. So... Kane Hodder, I think, what is this? His first appearance yeah, as his Jason. First appearance as Jason. This, like, makes Jason the Jason that people think of, like, the ones that don't really, like, watch horror movies, but they know Jason. Like, this is the Jason they know. Mm-hmm. So, for so many reasons, this is my number nine. And I, I love the scene where he gets, a, he's at the top of the stairs and gets, like, a... Like a ceiling light just smashed into his face and falls back <laughs> yeah. through the stairs. Yes. Oh, man. I, I remember what, uh, listening to the commentary on that scene. And they said they had obviously a breakaway staircase. But they could only afford so many steps in the breakaway. Yeah. And if he had fallen just like two inches further back, he would have just slammed the back of his head on a real stair. On a real <laughs> step. So that was that's that's hardcore, man. Kane Hodder's put himself through hell to be Jason. Mm-hmm. I like when he's in the puddle and she uses her telekinesis. <laughs> you know, he uses the telekinesis to bring the electrical wires into the the puddle <laughs> and like zap him. Yeah, that was that was sweet. And then and then he just gets back up. She's like, oh shit. Yeah, like I don't know. Finally. A final girl that does not get on my nerves. Oh man, that's that. Uh, that's such a good movie. I love that movie. And I think, uh, speaking of Ash from Kill the Dead, I think she's very fond of that movie also. So shout out. <laughs> Are we the same person? <laughs> I mean, you might be. I don't know. We have the same name. Yes, but but you don't like going by Ash. No, I don't. Yeah. It's not my fave. I, th- I called you that once, and I'm like, why did I call you that? I never call you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, please, please don't call me that. Yes. Uh, so that's solid number nine. 
solid number nine pick. Uh, my number nine is, and I want to pull up the IMDb page for this because you, you're so damn on top of it. You got all of these notes and whatnot, and I'm just <laughs> not <laughs> doing that at all. My number nine is uh, Misery from wow. 1990. It is a beautiful movie with brilliant suspense. Freaking, it just oozes tension. And Kathy Bates is one of the most iconic movie villains of all freaking time. I love this movie so much. And uh, so much so that, uh, my so I mountain bike a lot. And one of my fat bikes, which is... For anyone that doesn't know, is a fat bike is a bike that has a, a tire width of over four inches or four inches and over. <laughs> so, um, one of my fat bikes, I actually named Kathy. Or no, Aww. not Kathy. I, I named it Annie for Annie Wilkes because of this movie. Because uh, I mostly uh, use that bike in the snow to get to and from work. So, when it's snow, it's time to get Annie out. That's funny. I have seen that movie maybe twice. Oh. You know, like, <laughs> I will be watching it again for a future episode, I believe. Yes, yes, you will. So. But I, I love this movie. The book is amazing also. I mean, I love, love, love the book. But this is, the movie is brilliant in its own right. I mm -hmm. freaking love this movie with all my soul. It's amazing. That's awesome. <clears throat> that is good. Like, you're really counterbalancing me right now with your picks. How so? Because mine, <laughs> because I picked Friday the 13th Part 7, and you, an intellectual, picks Misery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duh. I'm the intellectual between the two of us. Ashley, you, you work in a college. I'm a freaking janitor. I'm <laughs> just saying. That was way more of like... Like if we're making a list on actual good movies, you know, not personal movies that you like, that yeah. one's better. I don't think it's about which one's better. It's just for me, it's just about what 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 do I enjoy? Like what movie right. makes me happy? But movies that make me happy are stupid. Oh, we'll get into some stupidness. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you worry. <laughs> All right, let's jump right, into ahead. number eight. Yep. My number eight is a remake of an iconic. George Romero film. It is 1990's Night of the Living Dead, and it does not get enough love. So it was done by Tom Savini, and as a child of the 90s, this movie made its way to every single one of my sleepovers. And I just know, like, even people to this day, like my friends from back when we were children, will see something about the movie and they'll be like, hey, you remember when we had this at the sleepover? Yeah, because I had all the bad movies that, like, I'm the one who brought all of the movies we weren't allowed to watch. And this was one of them. You're a bad influence. But the practical effects <laughs> in this movie are fucking awesome. 
Yes. And he did the original justice and they made Barbara like a super badass bitch. Yes, I really like the what, what they did with Barbara because in the original she's so damn catatonic and useless. But mm-hmm. in, in the remake, she's like she takes charge, man. Yeah. So I really, really like that. I Plus like there's the, uh Candyman. Candyman. Oh, he did so good in that role too. Mm-hmm. Like he he is the one I think about when I think about this movie. But there's the scene in the beginning where they're like getting to the graveyard. And, like, she sees a guy walking in a suit. Like, his feet catch the bottom of the suit and how it's, like, ripped open in the back, you know? Like, how they put the clothes on the bodies. Like, his suit starts falling off. And he just had this, like, really hairy white ass. And so, like, every one of my friends would just call it the hairy butt movie. I mean, accurate. (laughs) I honestly don't even remember that scene. Yeah, and he's got... He looks really cool, too, because he's got, like, the autopsy stitches and stuff on his chest. He's not, not like, an old decaying zombie. He looks almost like a fresh, new, like, maybe a middle-aged man that died. Man, I have to see that movie again. It's it's been a while. I remember some, some very specific scenes about it. I remember the ending was not, I, in, in my opinion, was not as nihilistic as the original ending. Oh, yeah. No. So I, I like the original ending better, but I mean that remake is a, is a solid solid remake. Mm-hmm. So my number 8 is Ghostbusters from 1984. I'm not going to argue with you about this, but <clears throat> Are are you okay. saying it's not horror? It's horror adjacent. That's it I mean close close enough. <laughs> Now I got the song in my head. Yep. <laughs> I I love love this movie. And it like since I was a kid, I've loved this movie like wholeheartedly. I love even even like Rick Moranis' character in this movie is so damn funny. I love uh Dan Aykroyd. Um <laughs> Uh, Harold Ramis as uh, Egon is probably one of the funniest things about this movie. Just his dry sense of humor. Of course, everything Bill Murray says is so damn quotable. Like, back off, man. I'm a scientist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's been a while Uh, since I've seen that. I watch this movie like every other month because it's one of Dom's favorites. And we just, we we love this movie. (laughs) Caroline likes it too. Is that why you dressed up as... What is his name? The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Yes. Yeah. As, uh, was this that, well, excuse me, was that this Halloween? Mm-hmm. Are you going to post pictures on the feed for people? Uh, Yeah, I, get, I guess I can. Yeah. You're going to want to see that. Yeah. So Dominic dressed up as a, as a Ghostbuster. Uh, well, Dom and Morgan dressed up as Ghostbusters, and I was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That is so funny. And it was fantastic. It was a great Halloween. And every now and then, Dom, another one of his favorite movies is Monster Squad. So whenever he starts singing the song, he's like, I ask him, Dominic, who are you going to call? And he says, Ghostbusters and Monster Squad. Like, he just throws that in. (laughs) (laughs) You have the coolest kid. (laughs) Damn right, man. He's so funny. Everything he says, Morgan just looks at me. He's like, well, he's your kid. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so that is my number eight. All right, rolling into number seven. Um, so this movie is not going to surprise you, probably. But there's a line in it that was like, I feel like we've been here before. You, me, them. And oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, my number seven is Return of the Living Dead Part 2. So this was the movie I was allowed to watch growing up because it didn't have Linnea Quigley completely naked dancing in a cemetery. <laughs> like, I had both of them, and my mom, I guess, decided this was the one that I could repeat watch. So, like, it holds a special place in my heart. But this is just basically the first film toned down, more cheesy. Um, I love the practical effect zombies in this movie. The silliness in the reanimation sequence. Um, like, in the graveyard, they're just being stupid like they're just like stepping on top of each other and like they all look really campy and i really liked that yeah this movie's campy up the ass yeah it's very campy and i like the music in that sequence too um a special note though if you don't have the scream factory version that graveyard sequence is not the same because I think Warner Brothers had it. They didn't want to pay to restore the original score, so they just made up stuff over it. So the DVD release is not correct. If you watch that, it is not right. Or digital releases, they're not right. Yeah, you either have to get the the uh, the original VHS or the mm-hmm. Screen Factory Blu-ray. Yes, to watch it correctly. Mm-hmm. I remember getting so excited when this came on Blu-ray because <clears throat> I was like, Finally, I can get this. And then I start watching it and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, nothing about it was right. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> but anyway, I, I wrote in my blog post in 2019, James Karen and Tom Matthews are basically couple goals. Hashtag couple goals. <laughs> oh, this one has an electrocuted Michael Jackson lookalike zombie, a severed head who goes, get that damn screwdriver out of my head. A tasting tray of pure delight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I always mention this when I mention the movie, but on the <clears throat> the original VHS, they were selling those shirts at the end of the movie. Um, and I have yet to get my hands on one, but I always really wanted one of those shirts. I'm sure you could find one on eBay or something. Yeah, they do have them on eBay. That's that's a that's a good movie, man. It is essentially just the first movie but i mean the first movie is good and it's not a bad retread so it's it's sweet man i love it more family friendly and it's also funny because like in this one they figure out that you can distract them with aerobics videos oh yeah (laughs) so it's like they're in the house and they're watching the aerobics and the zombies are like oh and, like, the butts are going up and down. It's just funny. I mean, you can distract me with aerobics videos, so <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, what is your number seven? My number seven is a movie from 2010, and it could be... I, it, I mean... It's essentially three movies rolled into one, depending on which way you want to go. 
if you cut half of it out, it's a real goofy movie. Um, that doesn't make any sense. If you cut another half of it out, it's a real dark movie about sadistic um, hillbillies. And if you just watch the movie in its entirety, it's just a fun uh, horror comedy. And that is Tucker and Dale versus Evil yes. from 2010. I love that movie with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Starring Tyler, Le- Tyler Levine as Dale and Alan Tudyk as Tucker. I think that Tyler is so cute. Like, I had a crush on him. He's like that, that lovable, bearded chubbiness that you just want to cuddle with. Yeah, I loved him. I love- I could, <laughs> His look, college kids are killing house. themselves all over our property. <laughs> yeah. They got they got a suicide pact. <laughs> it's been a doozy of a day, officer. <laughs> I love see, after that one kid throws himself into the wood chipper. <laughs> Alan Tudyk, like after it finally turns off and jams and whatnot, he's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. This kid just threw himself in the wood chipper. I I love I love that movie so much. Like every everything that either Tyler Levine or Alan Tudyk say is so damn funny. Boy, your friend sure is scared of bees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, we have your friend, college kids. So like, no one at work gets this, but I work at a university, so all the time I'm just like, college kids. (laughs) <laughs> college kids everywhere <laughs> oh that's so funny though oh my god that is such a good pick like i can't believe i didn't pick that for anything i was i wanted it i wanted that so bad in my top 10 my only problem was finding where it was gonna be god i'm gonna watch that after this <clears throat> and honestly that that movie uh, the the closing credits, the song at the closing credits mm-hmm. uh, by Mass Undergo introduced me to what was one of my most listened albums of the year. I found that movie, um, oh, like, wow. mm-hmm. like that 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 band Mass Undergo only ever put out Mass put out that one record, and I bought it on everything I could find, and I listen to it still to this day, and I love that album so. So put out a new album for him already, damn. I know, man. If, <laughs> if anyone out there has not heard that album, again, that band is called Mass Undergo. And they only have the one album. And it's amazing. Please check it out. So that is my number seven. All right. Going right into number six. Um, I am the master and you are the puppet. So my number six is the original puppet master. <laughs> I wrote in the blog, I do not want to hear one word out of any of you on the quality of these movies. Because I love them. And so this one also has a memory attached to it. Like my dad, I grew up in this really small town. When my dad would pick me up for his weekends, we would go to the, the grocery store in town. It was just like this mom and pop store and they also rented out VHS tapes and we always got chili dogs, chocolate chip cookies, and I would pick puppet master to watch out. And like, we lived out in the middle of nowhere. So in this like old country house out in the middle of nowhere. 
So it's absolutely like has to be on my top 10. And not only because I actually do like the movie, but like the nostalgia attached to it and like the the happy feeling I get thinking about those times. Mm-hmm. And I had to be like four or five. I think I think it was before I started even like kindergarten. And like this is one of my I would say if not the first memory I can th- like like actual memory I have of just growing up but one of the first for sure. I mean, I love the Puppet Master franchise and the, the that first movie starts off so well. The introduction with the the with, with Too Long and the puppets and whatnot. Yeah. It, it's so damn suspenseful. And you, you don't think they're going to show a whole lot, but the first time Blade, like, jumps off that bed and starts rushing, it's such a yes. jarring moment. You're like, oh, shit. Yes. And I always thought Blade was a girl. I know if anyone's listened to my Puppet Master episode of Father and Son watch horror movies, I talked about this, but I always, like, when I was a little girl, thought Blade was a girl, and I thought it was so cool that... This puppet was, like, the leader of all the puppets. And so Blade is still a girl to me, even if it does not have a sex or many think it's a boy. I mean, I can see that. Um, It definitely has some feminine features. I never really associated a gender with that specific puppet. I mean, I feel like some definitely have a gender. Like, uh, uh, Pinhead to me was always... Uh, a a masculine kind of character and then uh, Leech Woman I mean woman's in the title clearly yeah Mm -hmm. Pinhead is so funny he's got those sweet ass leather gloves mm -hmm. (laughs) fingerless gloves baby yeah Yeah. (laughs) he had style yeah that was uh... (laughs) I, I, I love the puppets man and then uh Oh, six shooter, and then what was uh, what was the torch? Torch, torch. is so damn cool with his uh, bullet teeth. Yes, he's cool. <laughs> I like him. The gesture, mm-hmm. his little sad face. I don't know. I just love him. He has did so much he... personality. Yeah, did did Jester ever kill anyone, or was he just there to emote? I I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, tell us what you think. <laughs> I I cannot he's recall. He's the emo time. one of them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. He's our they're, emo they're puppet. They're all they're all pretty emo. I mean Blake uh, is emo Le- as fuck. Oh yeah. And Pinhead's <laughs> got those emo leather fing- or fingerless gloves. Yeah. So. <laughs> no wonder I identify with this movie so fucking much. Yeah. <laughs> solid pick, man. Solid, solid pick. All right, I'm gonna jump right into what are we at now? Six. Yep. Right? You're number six, yes. Um my number six might be my most unique pick because it's technically not a standalone movie. It's actually an episode within a series. And that series is Into the Dark that just launched in 2018 on Hulu from uh Blumhouse TV. And the and it's a full-length movie. But the episode, technically, is Culture Shock, directed by Gigi Saul Guerrero. And it talks about... um, 
essentially it's just about um, Mexican immigrants and what they are culturally subjected to um, Mm -hmm. when they uh, when they migrate to to the United States and there's uh, there's stuff about losing your cultural identity being forced to uh, essentially reform your entire self being into this new culture to fit in mm-hmm. and what that means uh, to every to an individual and to a cultural group as a whole. And I love this movie so much. As a first-generation immigrant, um, this movie really resonates with me. It's freaking, it's, it's beautiful. It, it has Barbara Crampton, first of all. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Sean Ashmore. Uh, Creed Bratton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Creed is funny as hell in the office. Yep. Um, has so many good uh, uh, good characters. And honestly, Gigi, the director, Gigi Saul Guerrero, is such a, an amazing person. I've interacted with her on Twitter a few times. I would love to have her on the podcast. Um, she makes... Great movies. I think after the success of this uh, of this movie, she um, is getting some more work with uh, Blumhouse, and Jason Blum is contractors is, is uh, giving her more stuff to do and and more freedom to do, you know, um, nice. her own vision with it. So I I'm so excited to see what Gigi is is uh, gonna be putting out in the future. In my opinion, this is this movie is right up there with like. Uh, with like Get Out, uh, oh, I love this movie, and it's a Fourth of July movie. I don't want to say too much about it because I would love to cover this when we do like a Fourth of July episode. Can we? You need to just send me the link or whatever to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I will send you the link to it. But this is, uh, this is my what is this number six pick, and man, I love this movie so much. I've not seen it, so I'll have to see it. Keeping the conversation heavy. Going into my number five, I have The Bride of Frankenstein. And I love this movie so much. Like, I have her tattooed on my leg. So I have, and I will add more to that later. But, uh, like, this movie meant a lot to me because I felt like for the 30s, it was a pretty big feminist like undertone to the movie. Basically, the movie is the monster wants a mate, but the mate does not want the monster. So the whole movie is stalled around the monster for most of it. Um, the mate doesn't even come into like what the last five minutes of the movie. The whole movie is about her, but so I feel like. The feminist undertone defines the last five minutes of the film. She was made for the man but rejects him. She not only rejects him but is disgusted by him. As it often happens in this day, she's punished for her rejection and killed by the monster. We are made to feel sympathetic to the monster, but my sympathy lies with the bride. Man created her to serve a purpose for the monster without her consent. She was expected to fill the role of a dutiful wife and expected, and which is expected of most women to this day. So, the fact that she got the choice to reject him 
instead of them just like making the movie and being like, oh, now he has the bride, the end, happy. Like she fully rejected him and that enraged him so much that he was like, we belong dead. And he just tanked the whole castle. So I just feel like it still speaks to like even today's struggle for women. Yeah, so I have not seen this movie. I do know that basic premise about how she was made for him essentially and rejects her per- like her quote purpose in unlife, I guess. And um I always found it interesting that the that that the monster and the bride are always depicted in like these uh memes of undying eternal love <laughs> and I'm like, uh I don't I don't think that's true. No, I don't like to post things like that because they are not. <laughs> that does not make sense at all. Stop posting those memes. They do not love each other. No. She did not want him. Mm-mm. Stop romanticizing this story. She did not <clears throat> want him. Okay? That's like, it's so similar to like the Joker and Harley Quinn thing. Where people like post them together, like that's toxic. Stop doing that. Oh yeah, that's a that is not a healthy relationship. But I I, I don't know why that's rom- why that is romanticized either. That's one I know significantly more of. But um, man, talk about grooming. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm gonna watch this movie definitely. I'm sure you're gonna make me watch it uh, at um, some point. Yeah, we're going to have a Universal Monsters episode. (laughs) That's fine. I am (laughs) down, homie. So that's my number five. Most people may not see that side of it. But I do, so. Like I said, I I don't know why people romanticize the relationship between the bride and the monster. I think it's just, uh, I think it's weird. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I know that that's not it. Mm-hmm. No, it's totally anti-it. Mm-hmm. Great, solid number five. And uh, my number five is a cultural phenomenon that happened in the, in the mid-90s. Uh, it, this movie is uh, credited for reviving the horror genre. 1996's Scream. Oh. I like Scream. I love Scream. This is... I, I I remember watching this, like, from the hallway. Not allowed, really, to watch it. But I was so <laughs> intrigued by what was going on. Like, my older sisters rented it. Mm-hmm. And I watched it from the hallway in darkness because I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Um, and then I went to bed with the words... If you hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish. Like <laughs> ringing in my ears as an eight-year-old. And I was, I was freaking terrified. This movie scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I need to re-watch them because to me, they didn't have like this. What is the word? I don't know. Like magic to them that everyone else seems to find. There, There's so much... There's so much, in my opinion, there's so much to love about this movie, uh, how referential it is um, mm-hmm. uh, w- within itself and other horror movies. 
the characters that are surface level caricatures of just tropes yeah. but um when you think about it are really really fleshed out and and mean so mm -hmm. much more the fact that they lay out the formula for a successful zombie movie and the limits <laughs> thereof and explain the rules and then immediately afterwards break the rules that they just explain Yes. Just just because they can. It's so good. Like I love this movie so much. It, it's a for me. It's a fundamental horror movie that I I always encourage people to watch if they've never seen it. I own them all. Oh, me too. And I'm really excited for next month when uh, the fifth one comes out. Morgan and I are going to go see that probably opening day. I will too. I need to revisit all of them before then. Me too. Just to see if I can get a better opinion of them. Because right now, Scream is not on my top 10 or top 10 mentions. Honorary mentions. Yeah, on, on, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. There we go. <laughs> yep. But well, we so, all know I live in the 80s, so. Yes, you are You are an old soul. Mm-hmm. I guess part of the magic being gone from them is I was... How old was I in 1996? You were 12 11? or something. 11. So it wasn't like something that happened before I was born. <laughs> I mean, you have Ghostface right next to you. Oh, yeah. All right. So All right. what is your number four? My number four is a little movie called Pet Cemetery. <clears throat> the original Pet Cemetery. First of all, this book scared the shit out of me, even as an adult rereading it. Like, I remember I was on a work trip in San Diego, and I had that book with me, and I was reading it in my hotel room. And um, I had to put it down, and I turned on, like, Rick and Morty so I could, like, counterbalance how terrified I was. It's like, the, it's just, like, visceral fear <laughs> that this elicits out of me and it's like one of the only movies i can say even now like still scares me if i watch it it's especially if movie, i watch man. it alone i wrote let's see i wrote my blog post i have a gray cat her name is lucy she is not church i keep telling myself this when she's standing on my chest in the middle of the night with a murderous twinkle in her eye uh, <laughs> she looks a lot like church <laughs> she's also has like she's a pretty serious cat so she always has like a murder face on and so i'm like i don't know like i didn't specifically pick her because of that but it's kind of cool um i wrote this is one of the only movies that genuinely scares me to this day <clears throat> i don't know what it is about it it's creepy on some other type of level that my psyche cannot handle and I also like part two. Most people don't. Yeah, I like part two also. I think part two does not get its proper due. But, like, at the end where, like, he brings Gage back. And he's over there killing Herman Munster. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Jed, what's his name in this movie? Judd? Judd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's over there killing him. And he calls Lewis on the phone. He's like, I had really 
fun time playing, but now I want to play with you. Like, that is so fucking oh. scary and creepy. Ugh. Yeah. I don't even care. Like, people are, like, scared of the Zelda part, and that doesn't, that's non-consequential to me. I like the whole child zombie thing. It's just freaking scary. I mean, I get it. Zelda's freaking creepy, especially, I mean, woo, she, like, mm-hmm. she's going up, uh, like, get, gets right up to the camera, that crawling yeah. she does. Oh, it's, my gosh. Freaks yeah. the hell out of me. So that's my number four because it scares the shit out of me. Yeah, and that that little kid. What did that little kid uh, end up doing? He he did another movie. I don't know. This is gonna bug me. Hold on, I gotta look this up real quick. Everyone talks about how bad the acting is in this movie. It's not that bad. No, I I didn't think it was like, bad at all. What was? Everyone's like talks about how shitty they are. I'm like I don't get that. I mean, I've seen some shitty movies. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about some bad acting, but not this one's not that bad. Oh, so yeah, so that little kid um, also later in 1994 played um, uh, Heather Langenkamp's son in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's what he was in. I, knew he was I need something. to rewatch that too. It's been a while. Oh, that's such a good movie. I love that movie. We're gonna have to do a Freddy franchise review. Oh hell's yeah! So, what's your number four? My number four is uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Can you guess which part? Three. Yes, got it in one. <laughs> Shelly. Yeah, Shelly. Shelly. Oh man, that curly-haired son of a bitch. So, funny story, I've played Friday the 13th a game with him. Oh, yeah? With, yeah. wait, with the actor? <laughs> with Shelly, yeah. Yeah. This is one time on Twitter, he was like, hey, anybody want to play the Friday the 13th a game? And he, he's on PlayStation, and he gave his ID out to who was interested, and yeah, this was back when it like first came out. Which was really cool of him. And he's still on my friends list. That's way cool. <laughs> so I love part three. Part three is awesome. He gets his mask. Shelly is lovable. I don't know why that girl did not want her some Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why he's so self-deprecating. He's like, because uh, his friend is like, you just got to be you. And he's like, would you be me if you look like this? Like, shut up, man. I get it. I do that, too. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you're beautiful. It, it, it's confidence. Ah. Confidence is what makes people freaking awesome. That's that. I sincerely believe that. Confidence. One day. I'm 36. I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that movie's freaking awesome. And, of, of course, we get, um, you know, Jason Voorhees getting his iconic hockey mask. Um, we also get some really weird 3D effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that eye-popping out scene. Yeah. I have look. Of- 
what is the guy they stop in the road because he's laying in the road and he has the eyeball and he's like go back to when she came yeah i warned thee yeah what a weird dude <laughs> yeah he just he just chills out in the middle of the road with severed eyeballs like what what even yeah. is this <laughs> one thing i never i don't get this like shelly and what's her name damn what's her name the girl he was supposed to be there with like they went to the store and the lady like she's up there to pay and the lady's like we don't take no food stamps either and i don't know why that was said to this day i still don't get it she doesn't look hispanic (laughs) is she hispanic Mm -hmm. so they're making a racist joke oh yeah at least at least to me she always looked hispanic so that's that's always how i took it Mm. interesting okay this just always bothered me. I was like, why are they yelling at her about food stamps? Because the uh, 80s, 80s was racist. <laughs> yeah. Different times, man. Different times. Very different. Yeah, so that is my number four. What is your number three? Top three, baby! Let's see. Top three. And that five-hour energy is really kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> I need... That's good to counterbalance my like mellowness. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> so, <laughs> my number three has a death curse. Yeah. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the original. <laughs> and let's see. I wrote great score, great kills, a good whodunit. Rewatchability is through the roof. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I said, a friend of the Christie's. Yes. I like if this would have just been the only one in the franchise, I would have still loved it. Mm. Like as a standalone, it's just a really good movie. I mean, it essentially is a standalone because there's so little like the <laughs> lore connects the rest of the movies, but like yeah. the it's such a different feel from two yeah. onward. Yeah, it's totally different. And like, not not in a bad way. Yeah, I think when the the second one, they were like, okay, we need like an icon, and Mrs. Voorhees isn't isn't it? <laughs> like that's that's not cutting it. So they were like, let's bring Jason in for some reason. He's really old now. And survived the drowning. And I think Pastor Matt can connect these and make it make sense, according yeah, to cause, him. Yeah, because he read the books. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to leave that to the listeners. If you want to go listen to Father and Son Watch Horror, their coverage of the Friday the 13th franchise, to make it make sense, go do that. Go check them out. They're awesome. In in my opinion, I'm like, I don't care if it makes sense. It's just rad as hell. <laughs> yeah. I just like it. Like, bring on Jason. Mm-hmm. Real, Honestly, man. I don't know. I already did it, but I would say I like Friday the 13th franchise more than Halloween. Oh, I'm right there with you. It's got a death curse. <laughs> it's got a death curse. 
<laughs> You're all doomed. Doomed. <laughs> we need to insert a cut of him doing that there. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I was going to ask you if we could start putting the trailers in. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know where to find the audio for the trailers. This part's going to be all jumbled up and stupid. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. who cares? Editing, right? Whatever. Death who's, curse. Whose turn is it? It's your turn for number three. Number three. Okay. Um. So this is a movie from 2005. Although I swear I saw it in 2000. I, I swear it came out in 2006. I don't know. Um. But I I saw this movie in theaters and. I'm going to just say what it is. It's uh, Neil Marshall's The Descent. Hmm, I've never seen that. Oh, I, I love this movie. And I it's own so it, funny. I think. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good on you. This is such a good movie. The Descent. Corpse Approves. Good, good. Um, so I, uh, I was, so I told you I was dating this girl for like three years. Yes. And, um, She's the only girl I ever dated that was actually into horror movies. And we went to the movies, not really knowing what we were going to see, just like wanting to sit in the back of the theater and make out, right? <laughs> um, just like uh, hormonal teenagers are, are prone to do. So we're, we're at the movies and we're just kind of looking at the marquee, see what's playing and what's going to be showing here at roughly around the time we showed up. And we see the descent on the marquee. I'm like, I, I don't know what the hell this movie's about. I don't know anything. And she's like, I don't know anything either. So we just, we bought tickets for it. Uh, we're in the back. We're making out five minutes, like 10 minutes into the movie. We're both so enthralled with what's going on on the screen. We just like completely glued to the movie for the, the remainder of the runtime. And it was amazing. I love this movie so much. It's a, uh, it's, it's a uh, women going, uh, like caving i don't know that was spelunking, mm -hmm. spelunking. Um, mm -hmm. in uh in a cave and they get lost because they're not where they thought they would be and then shit gets crazy from there because they are not alone and it is violent it's gory it is so suspenseful even before they realize they're not alone and at, just after that it's Everything is just chef's kiss. This this is a perfect <laughs> suspense movie. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. And it's a literal bloodbath. This movie is bloody. That sounds like something you would like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I have not seen it, so I can't add any commentary at the moment. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna make you watch this movie. I'll watch it. I have it. I just need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yours is like interesting and mine is predictable. My list. I, I knew I knew some of the stuff that was gonna be on there, like uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm -hmm. um Bride of Frankenstein, but honestly, two Friday the thirteenth movies and Pet Cemetery kind of threw me. Especially the especially your number nine pick. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I love that movie. This one's predictable. Number two, 
I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. The devil's eyes. <laughs> so my number two pick is Halloween. The original John Carpenter masterpiece. Um, so I wrote the best horror score of all time. Frightening without being over the top gory. The embodiment of everything Halloween. The shape is relentless and brutal, <clears throat> taking out anything that gets in his way. The thought of a typical suburban boy without provocation becoming one of the most notorious and dangerous killers of our time. Truly horrifying. I can't say enough great things about the masterpiece that John Carpenter has created in this film. We are not worthy. Yeah, that is that is well said. Man, I'm so <laughs> jealous that you have like... All these things written down, and it's so well thought out and articulated, and I'm just like, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) That's mostly how I am about things, though. Like, I just like it. Stop. But yeah, this is is iconic movie. Yes. So it's like, obviously, okay. I think three, two, Friday the 13th in this movie you know, change position some, but right now after having watched them all, Halloween's number two. And Halloween Kills was just really good, so. I loved Halloween Kills. 9.75, baby. Yeah, I would say it's right up there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know what there is to say about this. There's just, it's just Michael Myers, for fuck's sake, like, that's all yeah. I can say. It's a perfect, I mean, it's one of the most iconic characters in cinema, not even just horror cinema. There's people that (laughs) have never seen a horror movie in their life, but you show them a picture of Michael Myers, they'll be like, oh, I know who that is. Mm -hmm. It just transcends every genre. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, the the original is so perfectly paced. Mm -hmm. Everything is, like, like, in its correct place, I guess. Like, the score... The pacing of the film, the dialogue, like everything does it for me. It's all of it. And it's a masterclass in filmmaking, in cinema, in music, in tension. Um, yeah. Like like the way Michael Myers just hangs out in the background, you wouldn't notice if you weren't looking for him. Oh my mm. gosh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Just like his white outline of his face in the background sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's just the reflection of the shape yeah it's just perfect just in every way perfect perfect film yeah 100 percent. i cannot argue that which is weird that i don't have that on my top 10 what no <laughs> Gregor mortis will kick your ass <laughs> he would greg don't listen don't listen i'm just kidding listen but you know don't hate me <laughs> so what is your number two ah my number two was really hard to choose because i love this movie and the uh the movie that came before it so much but this movie beats it out by just a fraction of a margin and it is 19 1986's james cameron aliens Ooh, I figured Aliens was about to pop up somewhere. Starring Sigourney Weaver as the kick-ass alien Ripley. Oh, man, I love, 
Love this movie. And the reason I love this movie so much is because the first one introduced just how dangerous and deadly one creature is. And then this one, the stakes are raised so much higher because we're before we even get to, you know, this uh, this this planet. I cannot remember what the name of the planet is. Um, LB420 something. Um, but uh, before we even get there, we already know that there is going to be hundreds of these things. And it introduces one of my, I, I think it does the best, one of my favorite uh, tropes in in cinema. And that is, well, I guess a couple of my favorite tropes in cinemas. And that is um, the badass bitch that just takes control and doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I she can is, give it that. Mm-hmm. She is one of my favorite favorite women in cinema Sigourney Weaver is one of my favorite favorite women in cinema and um but also she was also one of my first like celebrity crushes like like she's still like to this day like when I I think of her I'm like oh she's beautiful she's gorgeous and she's so powerful I love her so much Mm -hmm. um so you know bad bitch and then um the the gear up scene where you get people gearing up for battle, gearing up for to, to face an, an onslaught of an unstoppable force. And you get that with the colonial marines assigned to, you know, investigate the loss of communication with uh, LV-420, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that so much because you're like, yeah, they are badasses. But then you get my one of my all-time favorite tropes in a movie, and that is when someone who you expect to roll in take charge, kick ass, and chew bubblegum gets <laughs> fucking wrecked. Just <laughs> like they walk into a situation thinking that they know the ins and out of what's going on and they're just going to be the shit and they get their asses handed to them. And that's what happens in this movie. I love when that happens in movies. And this is by far the best example of that. This is a perfect movie in my opinion. Sigourney Weaver is a national treasure. She's one of the, 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 the eighth, she's the eighth wonder of the world, in my opinion. <laughs> Plus you get the, the giant mech suit, the queen alien, every, oh, I love this movie so much. I have seen them all. I will say I've seen them all. I just regarded them more of action film and they didn't hold my attention. Even the first one? The first one is very, like, no, almost no action. It's all suspense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I do really like it. And it was also, was it written or directed by Dan O'Bannon, who did Return of the Living Dead? What, which one? one? Dan O'Bannon. I don't know if he wrote no, it or directed no, which, it. Which, oh, he, uh, he wrote it. In fact, I actually have a, a graphic novel version of the original screenplay by awesome. dan o'bannon and it was supposed wow. to be very different it's it's uh like visually it was very different the story was pretty different uh none of the characters are the same um but it's still really really cool see like now that i'm broadening my horizons a little more i'm gonna go rewatch these things you're welcome see. <laughs> yes <laughs> So, are we ready for number one? Number one. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone is holding their breath because <laughs> no one knows what our number ones are. Not a damn person knows this. Okay. 
I, Watch I your tongue, boy. What? I already wrote it down. You already know what it is. Yep. Watch your tongue, boy, if you like this job. <laughs> like this job. Okay. <laughs> so, my favorite movie of all time ever is Return of the Living Dead, 1985. I was born that year, but maybe it was serendipity. You know what's funny is, is Return the of the Living Dead 2, serendipitous. Serendipitous. Um, yeah, Return of the Living Dead 2. You were born the, the, the year Return of the Living Dead came out, and I was born the year Return of the Living Dead 2 came out. It's meant to be. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, I don't know why, like, this movie just stuck with me forever. I watched it, I think, with my stepbrother. I don't know how old I was. As I was probably, like, six years old. And, like, in the opening scene... It's like, this movie is based on actual events. And I thought that was true, and no one told me any different. Like, I thought... Oh, so was that frightening? Yes, I was fucking terrified. Like, I had plans. And I had nightmares for years over this movie. And I was trying to plan out how to, like, survive them. And I couldn't figure it out, because they just never die. I was about to say, spoiler alert, you won't. <laughs> You're not going to survive them. <laughs> no. Nope. And, like, it just terrified me. And I don't know. <laughs> I just loved it so much. And I love the zombies in this movie. Like, the practical effects are what make this movie. And yeah. just everything about it. So, <sighs> I wrote, I love all the characters. I love the punk rock element. The soundtrack is everything. Everything about this screams 80s counterculture. And I'm here for it. <laughs> I've watched this movie probably hundreds of times. I'm going to say probably at least a thousand times. <laughs> um, the zombies never die. They keep going and going. The more you try to kill them, the worse you make the situation. <clears throat> Trioxin is a tough son of a bitch. Yeah. I wrote, Tarman is basically an icon. James Karen and Tom Matthews are golden. Brains, send more paramedics. I love this movie. I remember one year, like one of the few times I've, I tried carving a, a 3D jack o' lantern for Halloween, I actually carved the, uh, the, the Tarman. Um, and that was really hard. Oh, uh, I remember that. No, it turned out <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm not okay. good at uh, molding, I guess. No, you did a great job. <laughs> so uh, everything about I, I need a tattoo of this movie to make it official. I would I would love to uh, design that for you. Um. Yes, please. <laughs> please, I will tattoo it upon my body. Okay, you tell me uh, off off offline. You tell me what you want, and I'll do my best to satisfy. That sounds weird. Um, I'll, <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best to, uh, I guess, create it. Yes. <laughs> so, drum roll. You can't hear that, maybe. Oh, I hear it. What's your number one? Number one is John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. I knew it. 
That's right, baby. I've not Starring... seen that yet. Oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> I'm saving it for this week. I I wish I wish I could be there with you when you watch this movie for the first time because I <laughs> love uh, seeing people experience this movie for the first time, especially fellow horror movie lovers. If they yeah. haven't seen it, I'm like, we're watching this now. But oh man, I wish I could be there with you when you when you see this movie. <laughs> um, but the practical effects are amazing. Kurt Russell with his fantastic feathered hair and his gorgeous beard. Uh, Wilford yes. Brimley going absolutely crazy. Keith David being the 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 stoic almost voice of reason sometimes. Oh my gosh! Like the the, the tension in this movie. The, the trust no one aspect. There's there's a scene that always makes me jump, no matter how many times I see this movie. And this is the first year in the past, like, four years where I have, I have not seen this movie at least once a month every year just because of how busy wow. everything else has been. I know. I, I love this movie so damn much. Like, uh, periodic... I mean, I could quote this movie almost... Um, because I've seen it so so many damn times, but man, I love it. This is <laughs> no. the best movie, in my opinion, the best movie ever created in any genre. Like like I said, my my favorite action movie, the thing, horror movie, the thing, science fiction movie, the thing, romantic comedy, the thing. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter. Why is it romantic comedy? Because it's funny how much I love this movie. It doesn't matter. I will make it fit into the genre. Number one, number one, number one. Yeah, number one, baby. Across the board. So I have a digital copy of the thing I'm willing to give away on our next episode. You know, it's funny. So do I. <laughs> Two digital copies. Yep. Because uh, the the one I bought came with the digital copy. I, I did not have this movie on 4K. So when I saw you bought it, I was like, wait, it's in 4K? So I bought it. Like, very quickly after you did. Wow. I was wondering. I was like, damn, we're about all the same movies almost. I know, right? I'm still waiting for one more to come in. The funny thing is I had all of these, almost all of these movies already in my cart. I was just kind of waiting to buy them. Um, and then you bought essentially the same list of movies I had. I'm like, <laughs> what, was, what, was that, what was that word you were looking for? Serendipitous? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. So I've just been handed a list of Quartz's top ten. Do you want me to read them? Yes. Or, or, does he want to come read them? Quartz's countdown. Do you want to read them? Quartz's countdown. Okay. Read correct, woman. Quartz's countdown. countdown. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he won't get on here for some reason, so I'm going to read it for him. Okay. Number 10, Shrunken Heads. A full moon favorite. <laughs> I have not seen it, but okay. <laughs> you have full moon streaming, don't you? Oh, yeah. Watch it. You, okay. you gotta watch it. Number 9, The Original Candyman. Number 8, Fright Night. Oh, yeah. Chris Sarandon is so hot in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, <laughs> The Blob. The original or the 80s? Nice. The original. Number six, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. So part three. 
Welcome to prime time, bitch. Mm. I love uh, Lawrence Fishburne in that movie. I don't know who that is. Uh, I know that name. Mor- Morpheus from The Matrix. I don't know. He's, he's, don't, a, he's in a really good cannibal movie called oh, uh, The Colony. Oh, Ashley. <laughs> nope. mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number five, Jaws. Nice. Number four, Trick or Treat. And I'm assuming that's one with Sam. Okay. Number three, Stephen King's Graveyard Shift. Oh, nice. Number two, Nightbreed. And number one, I knew this was number one. Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. What? What? <laughs> He's putting... <laughs> what, what even is this? I, that, I knew that was his favorite. That's his favorite movie. Oh, man. Everything about Corpse embodies that movie. Or the, everything about that, yeah. Corpse embodies everything about that movie. Is everything? <laughs> that is that is like the most left field number one I've ever heard on a list. <laughs> and I don't hate it. No one should. I love that movie too. Oh, hardcore! I love, love, love that movie. I don't care if it's like. Technically, Jason takes Toronto. I still love it. <laughs> Jason takes Toronto. All right. Uh, so <laughs> that, listeners, is our top 10. And again, that is our personal top 10s. Um, if you guys want to share your top 10s or maybe just a top three, top five, feel free to do so. Hit us up on on Twitter. I was going to say Facebook. We don't have a Facebook or Instagram. Uh <laughs> You know what? Email us. Also, we have an email. So mm-hmm. e- email us anything you want uh, to talk about regarding your own personal top horror movies. But re- we are still going to run down some honorable mentions. And we'll, we probably won't talk as much about these. But, you know, we'll still run them down. If you, do you want me to start first since you started the, the last one first? Yeah, go for it. Okay, number 20. Uh, uh, 2002's Dog Soldiers. Have not seen it. <clears throat> Solid werewolf movie. Kind of the same premise as Aliens, where, you know, these badass military dudes get riggedy wrecked by something unexpected. Okay, mine are not in order. That's fine. A preference. Just, just so, uh, honorable mention number one, Fright Night. Nice. And Chris Sarandon being super hot. <laughs> Like, oh, god damn, what's her name in the movie? (laughs) Hold on a minute. My iPhone is being stupid. I'm sorry. Well, it is an iPhone. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the part, (laughs) the whole time, like, they're trying to get this dude, Charlie's girlfriend, Amy, and, like, he's all like, no, we have to save Amy. Like, just let her go because Chris Sarandon is better than you. <laughs> She's living her best life now with one of the hottest guys from the 80s. Just saying. I mean, he is a vampire named Jerry, though. 
<laughs> he needed a stronger name. Mm-hmm. But he's still sexy. <laughs> Oh, man. So my next honorable mention. So my next honorable mention is your next from 2011. Hmm. Uh, And that is, in my opinion, a runner up for best final girl because she is a take charge badass who just offs these um, these home invaders. Yes, I liked that movie that I recall. Mm-hmm. So my number two is Hellraiser. Oh damn! I should have put that on my list. Some. <laughs> Your I mean, suffering it, will be it, legendary. <laughs> even even in hell. In hell. <laughs> yes, I want to talk about it more, but we'll maybe we'll do like a series review. Yes. Uh, my next movie is uh, Twenty Eight Days Later from two thousand two. Nice. I like that one. And yes, I do consider it a zombie movie. I know they're not reanimated, but uh, they're they're close enough to zombies for me. So you know, kiss well, the ass. original zombies weren't reanimated either. Exactly, like they were in mind, White Zombie yeah. and things like that. Yeah, they were they were mind controlled. Yeah. So basically, that's what happened there, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, my third pick is Motel Hell. Oh. Meets me and a man's gotta eat. <laughs> it nice. takes a lot of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. <laughs> All kinds of critters. Sorry, I said that wrong. I I, I, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. We know what those critters were. So you got a you thing for uh for young girls and old dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's who I am as a person. So. <laughs> Damn, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Number All right, my four. next yep, my next pick is uh Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Oh, nice. I like that one, but I like the remake better. It it's a solid remake. I I mean Zack Snyder I I know uh, Army of the Dead was a fairly good movie. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. It's pretty mm-hmm. diversive. I enjoyed it. But as far as Zack Snyder's zombie movies go, I think his remake of Dawn of the Dead is far superior. Oh, yeah. Um, I love, love, love that movie. That movie is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as far as as far as practical effects and the height of what they were able to do at the time, I think... I think the original is just a master class in special effects. It is. That's definitely... Wasn't that Savini? Oh, yeah. I mean, he just always does so well. Okay. Number four? Sure. Who knows where we're at now? Um, Sleepaway Camp. (laughs) (laughs) We already talked about that in a previous episode. We sure did. That's a great movie. If you want more about of uh, if you want to hear more about Sleepaway Camp, check out episode six. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. My next mention is Reanimator from 1985. <gasps> Son of a bitch! I didn't have that in. <laughs> Y'all, that's probably actually in my top ten. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't there, Ashley. What the hell's wrong with there? Me? It's not even here. Jeffrey Combs and his like, like, like he's he's a is practically a Bond villain in that movie. I was and somehow he's for Halloween guy. one year. Were you? Are there pictures? I have to find them. That was a while ago. You know, a female version, but still. Damn, I how the fuck did I forget about that? <laughs> Listeners, that's probably actually in my top ten. I'm just gonna say. It's like number two B. Two B. Two B side. Two B side. Okay, <laughs> what is your next pick? I I just went. I said reanimator. What's yours? <laughs> Man, that really <laughs> threw you off. It really fucks me over. <laughs> okay. My next pick. <laughs> I just really kicking myself. Okay, popcorn, nineteen ninety one. It has my favorite. It. <laughs> it's actually really cool. It has like a lot of my favorite things in it. But like, it has my favorite horror movie poster of all time. And it's like the lady on the front, and she like takes her face off, kind of thing. It's like a lot like Jordan Peele's Us thing but you know 90s and cool (laughs) but if you haven't seen that you should see it that's a really good movie you know that's what i keep hearing and i keep wanting it's a fun slasher Uh, like like it's it's on my list of things to watch right now the tip the the tippy top of my watch list i almost said the titty top but (laughs) the titty top of your watch the tippy top of my watch list is yeah so i've seen the cover it looks badass um, but, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the tippy top of my watch list is a movie called trauma supposedly right now on Tubi. Oh, I saw you commenting about that. Hellscape mm-hmm. of the movie. <laughs> and I am so any, any time, um, it was, I was uh, talking with Ash, um, Again, Ash from Kill the Dead podcast. I was talking with her, and she said it was so disturbing she didn't want to finish it. And she's like me; she likes extreme extreme movies. Like one of her favorite movies is uh, Martyrs, the original French one. Mm-hmm. And I, when she said she didn't, she couldn't finish it. I was like, "Oh hell yeah, this is moving to the top of my watch list right now." You'll get around to this one day. I will. <laughs> My next honorable mention is Pieces from 1982. Nice. That's a good movie. I need to rewatch that movie too. Damn, there's so much I got to watch. It, it's essentially it's essentially a, a, a Spanish giallo movie in English and it's so funny. Oh man, it's uh it's really funny. There's there's so much weird stuff in there. Lots of uh, great chainsaw killing. Yes. Like the, the tagline for the movie is, uh, you don't need to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. I love it. <laughs> but we prefer to. So. I mean, there's... Maybe I so prefer to. I, I'm going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the better made movie. It's a perfect movie. Yes, Absolutely. But do I have more fun watching pieces? Probably. Oh, yeah. It's way more fun. Like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not fun. 
It's okay. My next pick is Night of the Creeps. Another one I have yet to see. What? I Listeners, don't I think know I made what Ashley to glitch. say to this. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, what? You must watch it. This is me not making eye contact. This week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What? It's even got the, the stash in it. I I know. I know it does, but ah, uh, you know. I, is... I I don't have a good excuse. I don't. I'll, I'll I'll admit it right now. I don't have an excuse. Me and Gilman are going to come beat you up. <laughs> It's one of his favorite movies. I know it is. And I, I want to get him on the podcast. And I want to have watched this movie before he comes on. <laughs> you better. For obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your next movie? <laughs> My next movie is a beautiful John Carpenter movie. Can you guess which one? Halloween? False. Christine. 1983. Oh, baby. I love Christine. Hells yeah. I love 50s music, so that movie really gets me going. Oh, the soundtrack for that movie is beautiful. Yeah. Man, I can't believe I didn't put that higher. And uh, that, my... that Plymouth Fury, man. Oh. Yes, I want that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next movie is Child's Play because it scared the shit out of me. And I was terrified of Chucky as a child. I was never terrified of Chucky as a child. I'm more terrified of him as an adult because, like, rewatching it, I I think of my son as Andy, and anytime he's in peril, I'm like, I'm like, no, not Andy. Yes. Oh my god, yes. It's different watching it when you have kids. Oh yeah. But still, scares me. Like one year, horror movie podcast did a Child's Play franchise review for Halloween. And they put the trailer in, and I was driving to work, and just fear entered my body listening to the trailer. <laughs> now, I still remember how that made me feel as a fucking 34-year-old woman driving uh, to work in the daylight. <laughs> so, um, uh, Kill the Dead podcast recently did... Uh, a series retrospective of the Child's Play franchise, and it's really good. Um, I I, I love those ep- that are that uh, that coverage they did on their podcast. Man, it, it's it's really really good. I would recommend uh, checking those episodes out too. Yeah, I will. <clears throat> All right, next. Uh, my next one is Evil Dead Two, nineteen eighty seven. Am I breaking you? Okay, so that is my next one, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is our first crossover! Woo! <laughs> yes, Evil Dead 2 specifically. That's funny. It's the better. I don't know if it's the better one, but it's definitely the one that's, like, it's definitely more fun. It's more fun. That's why I say that. Yes. I love Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. It, it took us... Getting into our honorable mentions <laughs> to have even one crossover. Even one crossover. <laughs> okay. Oh, now it's back to you. Oh, yeah. That was that was your next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one is The Loved Ones from 2009. I, di- I had to have 
a brutal horror film in here. I've never seen it. Oh, it's so it's so good. It's it's brutal. The sound is uh, it's just as like the things you hear are just as haunting as the things you see. The music is great. Um, it's it's freaking fantastic. I love this movie. I will make you watch this movie. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My next one is Carrie. Oh, damn it. My stepdad used to do that to me all the time. (laughs) He'd be like, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. Like, all the time. Just tease me with that movie. Shoot, I should have put that on my list somewhere. Carrie is a good movie. You know, it's great. I'm glad. Well, I'm not glad it's on my list, but I'm glad with my list. I'm happy with it. Yeah, there's always like reanimator situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What is there your sure next is. pick? My last honorable mention is uh, Alien, Ridley Scott's. I love this movie. It 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 barely squeaked out of my uh, of my top ten. Oh, this is again. This is a perfect movie. It's still a ten out of ten. I love it so much. That's a good movie. I'm going to have to watch it again to see if I can classify it in my own head as a horror movie. Do it. I shall. Okay, so my last pick is 1987's My Best Friend is a Vampire. Have you never seen this? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I love this movie. It's totally a ripoff of Fortnite. It's on HBO Max right now if anyone has HBO Max. My best friend is a vampire? Yes. It's like in the vein of like the 80s. Like, it's not like a serious movie. It's not like a serious horror movie. And it's mostly a comedy, like an 80s, like situational teen comedy. Yes. It's very good. Awesome. I. I mean, I'm writing all these down as we're going through them. Your Your list, obviously mine is written down. I wrote down Corpse's list. So I, I'm going to be checking these movies out. I probably won't include the list in the show notes because if, if listeners want the list, then, you know, they can listen to the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more writing these down for myself. So I'll, 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 I'll be checking that out. Yes. <clears throat> and that, that, that concludes uh, our list, right? That's it. Um, if the listeners want to send their list to us, that would be awesome. Yeah, you can hit us up on uh, on Twitter, or you can uh, email us at uh, headlonginamonsters at gmail.com. If you tweeted us your top ten, we will retweet it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? If if anyone sends us and like whether it's just your number one movie or top three, top five, top ten, doesn't matter. If you send us something i'm gonna put you in to i'm gonna put you your name in for a giveaway of this uh of my my thing john carpenter's the thing digital code yes to celebrate his number one movie of all time Mm -hmm. of any genre damn right baby i need to go watch that Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i am 4k yeah so that is that is our list. Honestly, I had a blast doing this list. This was fun. 
We should do list episodes more often. This is so cool. <laughs> yes. Man, as far as just the two of us, I had a blast, Ashley. This was this was yes. a lot of fun. It was fun. See, we can work together. <laughs> this is this is such a weird departure though from like where we usually end the show. We're just going to go right into plugs. I'm sure I'm going to edit some of the awkwardness out, but Ashley, throw your plugs out there. <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at barely ashley. And if you play video games, you can find me on PlayStation Network at Barely Ashley. And if you try to add me on there, please put that you are from the podcast or I will not accept it because I have it like pretty locked down because male gamers can be weirdos. So just let me know where you're from. Yeah, be be nice. Be courteous. <laughs> um. You can uh, you can follow the podcast at, on Twitter at Into Monsters. That's in the number two monsters. You can follow me personally at Raul versus Monsters. Uh, you can also follow me on Letterbox at Into underscore Monsters. You can visit our website at headlongmonsters.sites.com. And like I said, you can send us an email. Please do so if you want to send us your list at headlongandmonsters at gmail.com. And if you want a game with me periodically, uh, you can find me find me on Xbox Live at uh, I Bleed for Games. And that uh, that's going to conclude our episode. We we already <coughs> talked about what we're doing for the next episode. What 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 is that, Ashley? We are going to cover three movies, all entitled The Thing. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. Some yep. of them have more words than The Thing. Some of them just have The Thing. Yep. And they're all amazing. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to come up with a way you can win yet another copy of the movie on digital format if you listen to that episode. Cool. Um, do you want to mention who our special guest for that episode is going to be? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he has been he's been on some of our sleepaway camp coverage. It's horrorfan Ryan on Twitter. So everyone knows him and loves him. So he will yeah. be joining us to talk about the thing in various stages of its cinematic development. Right. Yeah. He. Yeah. Uh. Sure. Cinematic and uh, something. Reincarnations. Re- yes. Iter- iterations. In- iterations. That's the word. That's right. Um. Yeah. Ryan, super awesome dude. He's gonna be our first returning guest, and I'm super excited to talk movies with him yes. again. Man, I'm excited. Uh, so like that's what Ryan. we're gonna be doing next time. Yeah. Me too, man. He's so damn cool. Yes. Be sure to tune into that and join us next time as we dive headlong into monsters. And remember to send more paramedics. Bye. And it feels good to be a gangster.
My warriors told me that five hour energy is kicking in, so I'm feeling real good. Okay. Let's segue back, Kata. That was a great top ten. <laughs> no, cut that out, too. <laughs> Why are you sitting next to me like this, creeping me out? At least she doesn't love me. <laughs> I love <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. I gotta let Marcus out, because Morgan's home now. Okay. <laughs> The end of every episode, your kids soundbite, where he's saying, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Just put that in every time. What did you say? Jason takes Disney. Oh, Jason takes Disney. Oh, I heard Jason takes this dick. I'm like, That's what I heard, too. And I was like, here he goes again. Jason takes this dick. (laughs) That'd be a long movie.